What's going on guys? It's Bryce again. Welcome to another episode of the Expedition to Try podcast. I have no idea what I'm doing with my life and I'm assuming a lot of you don't either. So let's try and figure it out together. Uh, in this episode, I'm doing another solo podcast, trying to break out of this discomfort of talking to the microphone by myself. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll see how I progress with time. I wanted to talk about another something, another topic that's pretty interesting to me. So I wanted to talk about control dramas, uh, and I'll explain what those are, and I'll go into detail about them and what my thoughts are on them. Um, I think they're really cool, really interesting. Uh, these aren't my ideas by any means. I actually found out about these in a cool, uh, really awesome book called The Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. Uh, this book was awesome. Uh, I did not know what to expect of it. Um, it seemed a little weird when I was reading about it online. Uh, it seemed like it was going to be outside of what I normally read. It talks a lot about the energies of the world, how different people have different energies, plants and animals, everything around us has these energies. So I've never really read anything like that, and I've never done any research into the idea of energies. Uh, and like chakras and stuff like that. Uh, the uh, only thing I've ever done is meditation. So I figured this would be a cool book to check out. And I'm super glad that I did. And I would highly suggest checking it out if you haven't already. Uh, so cool. one of the really cool concepts that the book talks about is these control dramas. So a control drama is basically how individuals respond to moments of low energies. So... When a person is in a low emotional state, so, so when a person is upset or mad or anything similar, they're in that low emotional state, and the book says they're in this low energy state. Um, so when an individual is in this state, they use their own personal control drama to then gain or steal energy from the other people around them, so their family, their friends. Uh, even strangers is possible. Um, and this is all just a way for them to gain energy and then feel better and get back to that higher emotional state that they're normally at. So they're just trying to raise their own energy selfishly uh, by stealing or gaining energy from other people. Uh, so it's an interesting concept. I'd never thought about anything like this but when i read about it and then did a little more research into it after i finished the book i think it's honestly really a really cool and fascinating way to explain how people respond to low emotional states and energies and i've been noticing it a lot and i feel like i can apply it to pretty much everyone that i interact with in my daily life my friends I see it in my family I see it in uh, I see it in everyone that I interact with and I think that's really cool and there's ways different ways to respond to these different control dramas because you don't want other people to try stealing your energy um, and then when you know what your own personal control drama is you can work towards preventing yourself from falling into that control drama uh, because you don't want to, well, most of us don't want to steal energy from other people We because it's selfish and 
it's not the best way of going about uh, making yourself feel better when you are in that low emotional state. So it's all a cool concept to realize a little more about yourself, have a little more self-awareness uh, so you can respond to situations, uncomfortable situations in different ways um, and possibly help other people respond to similar situations in different ways. So there's four specific control dramas. They fall on a spectrum between passive and aggressive. aggressive. The more aggressive side of the spectrum, those control dramas are intimidators. Intimidators are most aggressive. The next is interrogators, mildly aggressive, but not terribly. Uh, and then on the more passive side of the spectrum, you have aloof and poor me. So those are the four specifics. Uh, and no one falls exactly at one of these. I mean, I'm sure there are people who do. But what tends to happen is you fall somewhere along this spectrum. But more often than not, you tend to fall on one of these specifics uh, when you're in that low energy state. Uh, so you probably know yourself better than anyone else. I would hope so, at least. Uh, so you know if you tend to be more passive or more aggressive in certain situations. Um, so to go into more detail about each of the individual control dramas, so the most aggressive one, the intimidator, the best way to describe that is your school bully. So when an individual uh, feels low in energy, uh, they're upset for whatever reason, They, if they fall into this intimidator control drama, this individual will use intimidation, uh, threats, uh, violence, and similar ways of communication in order to steal your energy. So they'll threaten to harm either themselves or other people as a way to gain control of other people and strike fear in them. And that is their way of gaining energy from other people. When the person they're interacting with uh, feels threatened uh, and they become scared. Um, they believe that that person will invest time and emotion and send their energy their way. Uh, so you can see how that can be very aggressive and uh, harmful in a lot of ways. So next is interrogator. So just like in the classic movie scenes when there's a suspect sitting at a table and the interrogator is asking them a bunch of questions to try and figure out if they committed the crime or not. An interrogator is somebody who asks a ton of questions. And they ask all these questions as a way to find that one thing that they don't like, that one thing that you respond with that they are not fond of or that they think is incorrect, they will pounce on that. So They'll repeatedly ask you questions about a situation or something you said or something you did, whatever it is. And then as soon as they hear that one thing that they don't agree with or that they don't like, they will attack that. And that'll be their way to gain your energy. Uh, and then on the passive side, aloof is the lesser uh, passive control drama. So aloof people are those that when they are upset or feel low in energy they will completely shut down. They'll go into the room, they'll walk away from the group, 
They'll just do whatever they can to be alone. They don't want to talk to anybody. Uh, they just want to be by themselves and figure it out by themselves. So aloof people do not want to talk to anybody under any circumstance. When they are upset, they want to be alone. And the way aloof people gain energy is they basically hope that people will ask them questions. That people will be concerned about them and why they're being so quiet and aloof. Um, so when those people start asking them questions, why are you upset? What's wrong? Did I do something wrong? Are you okay? All these questions. That is how aloof people gain energy. They want that attention, even though they don't seem to want the attention. They want the attention from their peers. They want to feel like people care about them. And they want to feel like people are worried for their well-being. And then the fourth one. Poor me's are the most passive. Poor me's are basically, you can probably tell by the name, poor me's respond to these situations as though the whole world kind of is out to get them. So they say things like, why? Oh, why is this happening to me? Why did that person have to do this to me? God, this is so terrible. I'm having such an awful day. Everyone's out to get me. Stuff like that. So they believe and they feel as though the universe is targeting them, and there's nothing they can do to control it. That's how poor me's feel about the the entire situation and everything that happens to them. So poor me's gain their energy by being upset with the universe, being upset with the world, getting mad at other people, and blaming other people for their heartaches. And then when people respond to poor me's, they tend to get upset with them, and get angry, and yell at them, um, and say, this isn't my problem, this is your problem, I didn't do anything, it's just how you're responding to this situation, the world's not out to get you, so when people respond to poor me's in that way, that's basically how poor me's uh, gain energy from other people, and so the really interesting thing about control dramas is one tends to control the other on the opposite side of the spectrum, so Poor me's tend to be attracted to the intimidator control drama. So the poor me's, those who think the world and everyone in the world is out to get them, tend to be att attracted to intimidators, those people that uh, threaten and tend to yell and get angry. Those two tend to mesh well together. Um, and then similarly, aloof people tend to be attracted to interrogators. So when an aloof person is being quiet and wants to be alone, they want to gain energy by someone asking them questions. So that's exactly what an interrogator does. They ask all these questions to try and figure out what the problem is, and then they jump on that. So that's an interesting thing about how the opposites, like people always say, opposites attract. And it's pretty true in this situation. And so what's cool as well is you don't just form these control dramas out of anywhere. You determine which control drama you are based on your experience in your life. So it tends to be your parents or whoever raises you. Wherever you grow up, the environment that you're in is what creates this control drama. So as a kid, you determined that when I'm upset and I respond to being upset with this specific 
uh, action, then people respond in this way and I feel better about myself and I gain energy. So you learn through doing the specific control drama over and over and you find that that one works more often than not at making you feel better when you are upset. So your parents tend to raise you into this specific control drama. So if both of your parents are more on the aggressive side of the spectrum, then you'll more likely to become a more passive individual. So if both your parents are constantly questioning every situation, uh, every decision that you make, everything that you do, you were raised by two interrogators, so you're more likely to become aloof because you're constantly being questioned. Uh, you just want to be alone and you don't want to talk. You don't want to answer all these questions. You want to be by yourself. So you're more likely to, likely to be aloof. And then if one or both of your parents is an intimidator, say you are more likely to then become a poor me. And I don't want to make it sound like intimidators are horrible people that threaten to harm you no matter what. Intimidators just tend to be more aggressive. That's why they're on that side of the spectrum. They're more loud and they may yell more or call you names, whatever it is. They don't have to necessarily harm you, physically harm you, but it can be emotional harm. Uh, they're just more aggressive. That's the best way to describe it. So if one or both of your parents is that more aggressive personality, then you're more likely to become a poor me. It's really interesting to kind of think about these four control dramas and see where you fall on the spectrum. So after reading this book, I thought about it and I am definitely an aloof person. So when I'm upset, when I've been doing a lot of work or when I'm angry, uh, whatever it is, I completely shut down. I do not want to talk to anybody. I just want to be left alone. I want to think to myself and I want to figure it out by myself. So I found that almost 100% of the time I fall into the state of being quiet and being aloof. Um, and then when I talk to some of my friends and I just see how they respond to certain situations, I find that actually it's interesting. A lot of the friends in my group tend to fall on this passive scale. Um, so a lot of us are aloof or poor me's and we fall on that side of the spectrum of being this aloof and poor me control drama, which is kind of interesting. So it's cool to take a look at yourself specifically and figure out what you are more often than not. And then also see who your friends are and how they respond to uh, having low energy states. What, what I actually did when I first read about this is I told my friends about them because I wanted to see how they kind of responded and what they thought they were and how they respond to all these different situations. So it's a cool conversation to have with your friends. I would highly suggest doing it because it's, it's interesting to learn how your friends and family respond to being upset and having low energy states. So I would highly suggest talking to people about this. It's interesting to see how this kind of plays out in the world in general. 
it kind of explains why some people end up with other people. Like, why do some people always tend to end up in relationships with someone who emotionally or physically harms them? You would think that that individual wouldn't keep going back to people who do this to them, who are rude to them and mean to them and physically harm them or emotionally harm them. But so often they do. And what's so interesting is that if you take a deeper look into it, the people who are in these relationships with people who are physically or emotionally harming them tend to be more on the passive side of the spectrum and tend to be a poor me personality. Uh, so it's just kind of in their nature. This is what they were basically raised to do. Um, and at this point in their lives, it's hard for them to control. And they may not even realize that they're doing it because just throughout their entire lives, they felt that being a poor me is the best way for them to respond to these situations. So they do what makes them feel comfortable. And what makes them comfortable is being in this relationship with an intimidator. And similarly, it seems like aloof people, they tend to be more quiet in a lot of situations. They tend to uh, interact more and fall into relationships with more talkative people who ask a lot of questions because they want someone to act like they care about why they are upset. They want people to talk to them and ask them questions. So it's cool to take a look, a deeper look into the world and how people act and the relationships they involve themselves in. It's fascinating to have this in-depth look into humans and human nature. Now, it may seem like some of these control dramas are not healthy ways of dealing with low energy states, low emotional states. But personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with any of these control dramas. It's just how a person has learned to respond to situations throughout their entire life. It's hard for people to control it after a certain point. When they've been doing this same thing for years and they know it works, they don't know any better. So while I guess some of them may not be healthy, um, especially to other people, specifically intimidators, uh, I personally and I feel like a lot of people would agree that uh, there are better ways to uh, interact with people than threatening and abusing and emotionally and physically harming other people. The unfortunate issue is that intimidators have grown up feeling as though they needed to do this. Um, and it's the same with any other control drama. Uh, I guess it's not, it's not healthy to not want to talk to people. When you're upset, it's not always healthy to lock yourself in your room and not talk to anyone for a day or multiple days. Uh, it's not healthy to blame the world for all your problems, uh, as a poor me would, and blame other people for your problems. And it's not healthy to constantly be questioning people uh, until you find something that you don't like and then attacking them for it. So there's unhealthy reasons to not want to 
do any of these control dramas. Um, but like I said, it's it's not something that most people are aware that they do. And for that reason, it's hard for them to get out of it. Uh, so you can't exactly blame people for responding in specific ways to these situations. You have to understand that that's the only way they know how to feel better when these instances do arise. So as more and more people grow more self-aware and you realize what control drama you tend to fall into, that's when you can start growing out of it and noticing what you do and when you do it. And then you can learn to stray from that control drama and be more in the middle of the spectrum. So like for me, I, I know that I'm aloof. I am almost 100% aloof when I'm upset or tired or whatever it might be. So now that I have been realizing this um, and noticing it in myself and other people, when I feel it coming on, so when I know for a more specific situation, when I've been working for a couple hours and I'm starting to get a little frustrated or tired or whatever it might be, and I start to feel myself falling into that aloof state. And then if my parents come home, say, or one of my parents comes home and they start asking me a bunch of questions, I don't want to talk. I, I just want to sit there and think to myself and be alone. And I don't want anyone talking to me. So now that I've been noticing all this and I realize that I am an aloof person, when I feel that start to come on, I have to take that step back and stop working, uh, close my laptop, uh, put my phone away, and just kind of breathe. And this is where meditation has kind of helped me get out of this a little bit. So it's just realizing that I'm falling into an aloof state and I need to uh, slow down the progression of it and kind of prevent it from going full force into being aloof and being quiet. And that way I can respond to my parents or whoever is talking to me in a calm manner and not use this control drama to try and steal this energy. Because in all these situations, I don't want to be selfish and try and make another person feel bad by lowering their energy just so I can make myself feel good. And most people after learning about these control dramas, would say the same. They don't want to be selfish and make other people feel bad uh, for own, their own selfish reasons. They would rather it just kind of be equal. They want everyone to have their own energy and be happy and uh, feel good whenever they can. So I can't specifically tell you how to uh, slowly grow out of your control drama. If that's something you want to do, and like I said, it's not a terrible thing to have these control dramas. It's just how you respond to situations. But if you feel that it is an unhealthy method to coping with sadness, then there are ways that you can grow out of that control drama, but it's specific to you. So you have to be self-aware and know what works for you. So if you're an interrogator, let's just say, 
um, and you want to figure out ways to stop being an interrogator. What can you do and what have you done in the past that has prevented you from falling into that control drama? I guess what you could do is just when you realize that you were questioning people and trying to get information out of people, and if you realize that in the moment, you can just take that step back, maybe apologize to that person, say, I apologize, I didn't mean to sound like I was questioning you or trying to get something out of you. It's just it's just hard for me to kind of get out of that mindset sometimes. So I do apologize. I, I don't want to uh, make you feel bad by any means. So it's really just taking that step back. When you do realize what control drama you fall into, and when you then realize when you are going into that control drama, when you start to feel upset or when you're tired or when you're angry, when you feel yourself going into that, you just got to take that step back breathe a little and do what you can to not fall into it. And it's definitely not easy. Uh, I still fall into this aloof state constantly whenever I'm tired from work or sad or whatever it might be. I still fall into it. It's just taking those small steps to getting over that control drama, if that's something you would like to do. And this kind of all ties back to my last solo podcast about openness, honesty, and vulnerability. When you realize what control drama you fall into and you see yourself falling into that control drama in these situations, uh, the best way to deal with it is to fall more to the middle of the spectrum and just be open and honest and vulnerable with the people or person that you are talking to. So... I'll use myself for an example again, just because I know myself better than I know you and other people. So I know how I respond to situations. So if I feel myself being aloof, um, when I'm mad, let's say, and I feel myself starting to go aloof and I don't want to talk to anyone, but I realize this, I have to take that step back and be open and be honest with this person I'm talking to. So let's say it's my parent. Let's say it's my my mom. If I'm going into this aloof state, I need to take a step back and say, hey, mom, I'm sorry, but I'm kind of mad right now. And I'm starting to feel as though I'm going into my aloofness. Um, I don't exactly want to talk much right now, but I'm trying to get out of this habit. So I want to I want to be open and honest with you and I will try my best to have a conversation. What is it exactly that you would like to know? You just have to be open with the person that you're talking to. You have to tell them I'm falling into my control drama and I'm trying to work my way out of it. So it's nothing against you. It's just who I am as a person. Um, so. If we work together, we can both get exactly what we want and we don't have to steal either of our energies from each other. So it's just all about having these real conversations with people. You have to communicate how you're feeling and why you may not want to talk or why you're feeling a certain way. Uh, and there's other cool things that I've read about 
with these control dramas um, in terms of how you should respond now knowing what a control drama is. How should you respond to individuals who don't know what control dramas are or even those who do? How do you respond to those people when they are falling into these control dramas? And I don't remember the specifics. I'll have to try and find the article and I'll try posting it in this description. But there's ways. So if I'm interacting with an aloof person again, let's say, and I notice that they're starting to uh, grow quiet and become aloof, there are ways you can approach the situation nicely by saying things like, hey, I apologize, um, I'm noticing that you're um, kind of becoming aloof. Um, my goal wasn't to make you upset by any means. Uh, would you rather I left you alone? Or do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? That's all you have to say. And that person can decide if they would like to talk with you or if they would rather you leave them alone. So there are ways you can do this this same thing, but with all the control dramas. Uh, so again, I'll try and post that article in the description so you can take a look and see what are some good ways to respond to like intimidators, interrogators, poor me's, and aloof people. Um, I feel like I'm going to keep coming back to this topic over and over again, but it's really just about being open, being honest, being vulnerable, and just communicating with the people around you. Um, just being, just saying how you're really feeling, saying that you're falling into your control drama and that uh, you may need just a couple minutes to be by yourself or uh, whatever it might be. You just need to talk to people and help them understand what you're going through. Uh, so to kind of wrap it all up, I think the best uh, course of action is if you enjoy reading, I would definitely pick up The Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield. Uh, it's a great story uh, with uh, a lot of interesting ideas uh, about energy and obviously control dramas. I would definitely check this book out if you are interested and do a little thought uh, and self-reflection and figure out what control drama you tend to take on yourself uh, and then talk to your friends and family about it. See what control dramas they tend to fall under um, and see if that can help uh, boost the relationships you have with your friends and family. Uh, it's cool to take a look at society and the people around you to see how other people see the world and how they respond to uh, low energy states and low emotional low emotional states. So definitely uh, check out this book and do a little self-reflection and talking to your friends about this concept of control dramas. Uh, and let me know uh, what you think and ask me any questions in any one of my uh, social media pages. I'll link all those in the description. I hope you enjoyed this solo podcast and I hope you figure out your control drama and your friend's control dramas and hopefully we can be a little more open and understanding of other people now that we understand this concept. So uh, thanks for listening. Peace out and good luck.